Hello and welcome back to the Community Impact Podcast, an original Omega podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Allie Emmett. Today, we will be talking to Judge Anseline Walsh about her career and experiences in law. We just wanted to ask if you could introduce yourself and talk a bit about your job. Okay. My name is Anseline Walsh. Uh, I am a circuit judge with DuPage County. I've been involved in the court system since I graduated from law school uh, and started as an assistant state's attorney in 1999. Uh, For the last six and a half years, I've been a judge and I was recently uh, elected as a circuit court judge, uh, which is the um, kind of the executive body of judges. Um, There are 15 in DuPage County, 46 judges overall. So um, I'm now one of the 15 I was elected. Those are the judges that are elected. Uh, So I have been serving in that capacity now for a couple of years. I am the presiding judge, so kind of the head judge of the uh, specialty and juvenile courts division. And I currently preside over a felony criminal court call. So I hear all felony cases on a daily basis. And then in addition to that, I have these responsibilities uh, through with my presiding position as a circuit court, or as a um, as a presiding judge of the uh, specialty and juvenile courts division. Awesome. And then, could you just kind of talk about like <clears throat> either some cases that were super interesting that you ruled on, or maybe um, I don't know, just some cases that have really stood out to you in the past few years? Okay. Um, well, I have been in a felony court call for now uh, a year, and prior to that, I was in a driving under the influence call, misdemeanor call, and prior to that, I was in a domestic violence call. So over the last three years, uh, three to four years, uh, I've been involved in criminal courtrooms. Uh, the last year in felony has been a challenge because we've had COVID, uh, and that created a, a backlog of our caseloads. Uh, so we haven't participated or haven't, um, I haven't conducted very many trials in the course of uh, over the year, but uh, we are resuming trials. Um, I did have one uh, bench trial that I was able to conduct back in uh, the fall prior to kind of the resurgence of COVID. Um, We've had safety protocols and measures in place uh, to ensure witnesses and any spectator safeties, but um, safety. But uh, uh, that was a murder trial, and the defendant was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Uh, so that was um, that was able to be conducted during the COVID time. But uh, we are now back. Uh, DuPage County Courts are we have the most? Uh, well, I should say I'm not sure about our circuits, but we have four courtrooms that are uh, able to, to conduct jury trials during COVID. Uh, because they have all the safety measures in place, including the social distancing, um, plexiglass, all the kind of measures that uh, they need in order to make sure that jurors are, are maintaining a certain distance from one another. So um, we're able to now conduct uh, jury trials. Um, we've had uh, a number of them now in the last few weeks, so we're really starting to get back into the swing of things uh, in the court system. And not that we, you know, We weren't in the swing of things in the sense of hearing cases and and dealing with cases, but in terms of trials and major evidentiary hearings, um, which involve bringing people into the building and whatnot, um, we 
we're kind of behind on and out and backlog, but now we're we're tackling all those cases and trying to move things forward so that people are, um, you know, getting the justice that they deserve in DuPage County. Yeah, that is great. You guys are going to be able to get back into in-person trials. Um, next, what experiences led you to pursue a career in the justice system, if any come to mind? Oh, I know exactly what came to mind because when I was in high school, I was on the, uh, I went to Hinsdale Central, which I know is a rival high school of Downers Grove North, but that's where I attended high school and I was on the uh, Hinsdale Central mock trial team for three years of my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And that basically um, what, you know, catapulted me into the um, pursuit of a law career and knowing that I wanted to attend law school after undergraduate. So I was one of those lucky individuals that sort of developed a passion in high school for something that I thought I really wanted to do. Uh, and so I set my mind to it to pursue it. And that's um, basically what I did. I mean, in undergrad, I, I was an English and speech communication major. Um, I took a year off. Uh, before going to law school and continuing on. And I worked as a paralegal at a big law firm in the city. Uh, and that only confirmed that fact that I wanted to go to law school. So I applied to law school during that sort of, not gap year, I was working, but um, the year of uh, applying to law school. Then I attended law school um, at Chicago Kent College of Law, uh, now affiliated with IIT. And, uh, and that during the time that I was there, I was a uh, a law clerk with the state's attorney's office in DuPage County. And that really um, kind of solidified the fact that I wanted to be a prosecutor. Uh, I had the exposure to that office, to being uh, in a courtroom on a daily basis, helping out the attorneys. And so um, through those experiences, I really knew that I wanted to be a trial attorney because uh, there's so many different aspects of law. Uh, you know, the courtrooms and trial work is, you know, one small aspect of, um, the entire legal system. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's laws that cover just about everything that we do in life. Um, and so whatever, if someone goes to law school, they have a whole myriad of options of what areas they would want to pursue. Um, people get more mesmerized, I think, by the trial court experience. Uh, but uh, that, like I said, is just a small component of, of what the legal what a legal profession would have to offer. Um, I personally like the idea of trial work. I liked working uh, and seeking justice on behalf of victims as a prosecutor. So that's the reason why I went that path. Yeah, that's so interesting. I think like we have clubs at North that have definitely kind of furthered what I want to, were like helps me figure out what I want to do, especially with like college and declaring majors. I've had um, different opportunities that has helped me figure out what I really want to do. Um, so well, that's, I that's awesome. And that, well, really quick, I'll just follow up on that. Is that that's why I love talking to students so much about careers and you know setting kind of goals for themselves you know whatever path that might be whether that's a traditional college education or going into the trades or going to more of a technical uh education uh to, to pursue whatever they love because now schools offer so much exposure with robotics and all these kinds of things that i don't even quite understand um but i was you know i was a, the lucky recipient of a, of a program uh, and it was a competitive program. We treated it like a sport, but a program at, in high school that exposed me to what it might be like to be a trial attorney and really, you know, kind of delving into the law and, and, and facts and having these witnesses. So it's, it was, you know, evolved. Uh, these cases would evolve. And then, you know, it really sparked my interest. 
So I'm really excited for all of you, especially now that they have even more programming in high school to try to get students um, on a path of certain types of interest so that they know more of what they want to possibly pursue when they leave high school. Yeah, and then I know when you um, came and spoke to our Empowerment Club, you talked a little bit about what it was like being um, a woman in a male-dominated field. Could you talk a little bit about that and your experiences? Well, one of the things I will say first off is that, you know, I think now maybe law schools have 50% or more women. I think that if you probably looked at the data, I don't know about this this past year, but I know that we're, you know, women have been right there. Um, I certainly don't know of the minority um, data, uh, but I know that women have at least been 50%. Um, I will say that in the course of my career, which began, my legal career began in 1999, um, that I started working out with a lot of women in the state's attorney's office. And then um, a number of of women um, chose when they came to the time of just choosing between family and work, they chose family, which is obviously very acceptable. And that's, um, that was a path they chose. So I feel like some of the women in the office, um, you know, kind of at a certain point when they were, um, you know, not right out of law school, but at a point where they were looking into um, rearing their family, that that was kind of a difficult decision. And that's what they decided to do. So I think that played a little bit of, of into the fact that there were, maybe less women at a certain levels in the state's attorney's office. Um, but the defense bar that I uh, practice against was pretty much predominantly male, um, with the exception of the public defenders. The public defenders, who are the government-employed attorneys um, who represent indigent clients, indigent defendants that can't afford a private attorney, um, they were they definitely had a, had a mix similar to the state's attorney's office. But in terms of the private defense bar, it was definitely male-dominated. Um, I would even say that it still is today, although I do see a lot more women um, that are in criminal defense practice. I think it's just the nature of the practice. But if you probably go to different areas of law, there are probably plenty of women that are working um, and maintaining their work now with all the flexibility that, that we're having in this world with the work-life balance, um, you know, that probably wasn't going on as much during my time. You kind of had your maternity leave and then you're, you're back in it. Um, but I, I do think that uh, that women have opportunities and I'd like to have, I, I'd like to see more women stick with their career paths, uh, whether that's, you know, law or not, because I think the woman's voice and influence on all different levels especially management, and then when you get um, beyond that, more senior levels, I think it's really important um, to have uh, a female perspective. And, uh, and I, you know, I'm glad that I, you know, you know I, I did have three children and raise a family at the same time, and I was able to do so. Um, we were able to afford it. My husband, um, you know, was working as well. So we were able to, to kind of figure out the best decisions for us, but, uh, you know, Best decisions for every woman that goes into their own career is going to be their, their decision um, of what their needs are for their family. I used to say, I like to take, and you, you, you ladies are, you know, you young women have ways to go, but I used to say at the time when I did have children, I'd say I, I want to just evaluate every six months to make sure that my family life was thriving and, and things just seemed to be going okay so that you could focus on the work life. Because if something was way off balance, because it's never, it's never a, 
perfect balance on, on a day-to-day basis, but I'm just talking about generally, um, you need to evaluate that and decide um, what direction you want to go. And if there's, you know, if I potentially, let's say if I had a special needs child, um, thankfully, um, we weren't in that kind of situation. So, or whatever, you might have some different kinds of um, other stressors in your family that and needs that need to be taken care of that you'd have to sacrifice um, your work. But I was able to do both. And I'm really um, thrilled that I did. I think it made me an overall better um, person, a woman advocate, a mom, uh, and a better lawyer. And um, hopefully it's made me a better judge. I think all those life experiences that we have inform us, inform our consciousness, inform who we are. And that's what makes us better people at what we do, both professionally and personally. Um, and I really like, um, you know, I have on my desk right here, empowered women, empower women. And I, and I like to do that on all levels. So, and I appreciate you wanting me to come on to talk to you all about these kinds of um, things, especially as it relates to women. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. I feel like um, kind of just one more question adding on to that. I know you said you worked in um, like the domestic violence courts. Um, did you know you wanted to go right into that or was it kind of like a path that your previous encounters had taken you on? So when I worked at the state's attorney's office, you, what, how it works is you, 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 you start in traffic court and then you move up the ranks. It's, it's kind of one of those um, progressions uh, with experience. So you start on traffic court as a young assistant state's attorney and then when you kind of get your sea legs and you know more about how to work in a courtroom, then you move up to misdemeanor courtrooms. Um, and then in misdemeanor courtrooms, there is a domestic violence courtroom. I spent some time in there, but I was mostly in a general misdemeanor courtroom. And then I moved on to felony. And then during the course of my felony career, I spent seven years specifically prosecuting domestic violence and sex crimes uh, against adults and children. So I was in a special unit called um, Sex Crimes, Domestic Violence and Child Abuse Unit at the state's attorney's office. Uh, I was in that unit for about five years um, as a uh, as a felony assistant state's attorney um, with a supervisor. And then by the time I left the office, I was supervising that unit for approximately two years. So I definitely had um, a passion for working with victims. I became a prosecutor in order to seek justice for victims. Uh, that was one of the big motivating um, reasons of why I uh, pursued that kind of work as a prosecutor. Uh, and I really enjoyed being in that division because um, I think you have to wear a lot of hats. Um, you have to really try to work with victims in order to get them to entrust the system. You work with advocates to um, help bring them along, um, make them understand or help them see the process, no matter you know what their background is and, and where they come from and know that they're um, being supported. Uh, and then you know from there, they might um, obtain services and those kinds of things so you're kind of a part of a, a little bit more of a team um and, and in addition to that you're working on prosecuting the case making sure that you have the evidence uh to proceed to a prosecution and then if you go to trial that you um, prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt so there was kind of both things that i really like to do within um one position which is really working with people working with victims of domestic violence and uh physical and sexual abuse and then also, the fact that I, I enjoyed lawyering and, and the trial work aspect of it, uh, uh, working with, with um, the law enforcement, um, any of the investigators, my other fellow prosecutors, um, in terms of prosecuting the case as well. So there was this, it was a nice 
um, combination for me uh, in my experience. And like anything else, you, everyone kind of knows where their uh, passion lies. And when you're, when you're passionate about something um, and when you find that passion that drives you, um, it makes the work all the more worthwhile. And I can't impress upon that enough uh, because when you really enjoy the work that you do, it's not work. I, I know that that's a cliche. People say that, but it really feels like it's a part of your routine of your being. Right. And that's how I felt when I was a prosecutor. Um, and now I wear a very different hat as a judge. Um, now I'm the one who sits back and listens to the evidence. I'm not an advocate. Um, I'm there to make sure that justice is servable for defendants as well as for victims in my courtroom. Um, but hopefully with all the experiences that I have, that I bring that um, neutrality, bring that experience, bring um, the importance of being fairness, uh, fair and impartial um, into my courtroom. And that's what I really strive to do every day. Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much. That was that super was informative. So interesting. Okay. Well, I'm happy to anytime you ladies, you know, or anyone else wants to, to chat about it. I'm really um, excited that you are engaged in these kinds of, um, you know, different types of activities in school. Um, I think it's awesome that you're doing podcasts. Uh, I think that that's, you know, it's going to be the new medium of how a lot of people um, communicate and where they get information from. Uh, and I think that that's fantastic that you all are thinking out of the box and wanting to do sort of like kind of non-traditional activities with school and working on this stuff. So um, good for both of you, too. Thank you well, so thank much. You. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Community Impact Podcast. Check back for more episodes soon.